Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. We have a lot. And we're going to try and compact it all into our, our normally scheduled programming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do feel like there's going to be some bleed over into next week. Probably. Because as we are recording this... Uh, I am jet lagged. <laughs> I, I, I am exhausted. Yeah, I've been to Chicago. Well, I've been to Dallas uh, once on, that we will discuss. That was Monday. Tuesday, I went back to Dallas to catch a plane to go to Chicago to come back to Dallas to spend the night to drive a jeep to come home today. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's been a week. <laughs> and, and today is Thursday. Yes, we're recording. It's like seven o'clock yes. now. And we have to post this before midnight. <laughs> yes. So I was frantic busy. Right. Yeah. But uh, very excited about all things GT Garage Talk. I'm very happy with just the content that we, we are getting and creating for you, our listeners, our viewers, and our fans. It, it's been crazy. So uh, why don't we end with the Lexus that we just turned in this week back okay. to Toyota? Thank you so much, uh, Toyota Lexus, for uh, the press vehicle. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of Tuesday and Wednesday and my trip to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, just briefly. Just, yeah, just a smidge. Just ever so slightly because I've been in conversation with some people at the Chicago Auto Show to talk a little bit of logistics, much like we did back with Rochelle Salinas in yeah. the Houston Auto Show. You know, what does it take? in the current environment to get a show put together and what sacrifices were made and, you know, how are we turning it around for next year and stuff like that. So uh, be sure to check back with us next week. If you're definitely. not subscribed, definitely subscribe so that uh, you will get a notification when we post next week's episode where we go in depth with the Chicago auto show. But you had a, just a little bit, you couldn't hold back. You couldn't wait till next week. I hit the record button early yeah. in, in case I said something that needed to go in the episode. All right. What you got? What so you got? I, I am smitten. Yes. Um, taken back by. Yes. Um, blown away by uh, yet another misnamed vehicle <laughs> in the Ford lineup. In particular, the 2022 Ford Maverick that is supposed to be coming out this fall. And that's what everybody says, right? right. It'll be out this fall. Right. Well, okay. Very generic answer. <laughs> fall starts... Soon. Very soon. <laughs> like, for some people, it starts when school starts. And for some people, school starts, like, the first week of August. So right. are we expecting a Ford Maverick in the next two weeks? Or is it going to be, like... When things cool off in Texas, which is like <laughs> December, you know, so, yeah. I'm, so I'm incredibly impatiently waiting for the Maverick for a myriad of reasons, but I'll cover only a couple of them now because All right. before you before you go, oh I'll, I'll, I'll fanboy over Ford Maverick uh, for the uninitiated, uh -huh. uh, the Ford Maverick is based on the Ford Bronco Sport yes. slash Escape platform. Yes. Borrows heavily from the boxy design of the Bronco Sport. It does. But it has a bed on the back. Yes. So 
level set. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know more, if you want to see videos, uh, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GT Garage Talk. We've got a video walk around from Chicago Auto Show up and posted. Yeah. And if you want to see some more pictures of it, go to our Instagram, instagram.com slash GT Garage Talk or at GT Garage Talk. Anyway, there. Plugs. Plugged. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first thing right out the gate. Um, this is the size of the Ranger that we all know and love. That we, you the, and the, I, well, okay, yes, nineties kids, eighties, well, yeah, eighties babies, yeah, grew up with. This, I, 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 this is the the nineteen eighty seven boxy like junk four cylinder <laughs> five speed Ranger, right, of the glory years of Ranger, right, and. uh and 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 I'm in love because it's the right size. It is to be a a compact pickup, which I'm I much prefer the term downsize pickup, which is what they used to be called back right. when they were downsize trucks. In the um, glory days of the S10. And again, and the, yeah, yeah, S10 Ranger, um, Frontier Tacoma. Before they uh, grew up. Well, yeah, <laughs> T100. Yeah. Or you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Toyota pickup. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, even before it had a name, Air it was quotes. just the pickup. <laughs> yeah. Um, this thing, 40 miles to the gallon. Yes. It's a pickup Yes. that gets 40 miles to the gallon. So quick numbers, getting those all out of the way. It, starting price, nineteen nine ninety five. Yeah, I which, hadn't even got there yet. Like... Sub twenty grand. Buy a vehicle nowadays for, for twenty grand. Holy smokes! Uh, Forty mpg. If you properly equip it, right, and spec it out, towing of up to four thousand pounds and payload of fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, I knew you would know it. So, <laughs> yeah, I have been absorbing everything Maverick for the past two days. Well, really, since I found out that they were coming, right. but. Um, but especially the last couple of days. So I have I have a couple of issues with it. Okay. One is, I don't know if I should get the hybrid or the two liter. Oh, boy. Not only are you talking a unibody truck. I know. You're talking hybrid. Yeah. Or super tiny engine. <laughs> like Well, so <laughs> obviously the two liter. Eco- Who are you and what have you done I, with my co-host? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So the two liter EcoBoost is not going to get forty miles to the gallon. No, it in the yeah, especially uh, not the way you will be driving well, it. Well, that too. Uh, but when when equipped in the sport, uh, okay. the Bronco Sport, it gets like twenty six or twenty seven combined, which isn't bad. It's not bad. Um, you know, it's it's touching on thirty um, on on the top end uh, or on the highway rather. If you hypermile it, if yeah, if you hypermile it. So I know it's not going to get that kind of mileage. But it's still really good, and frankly, it's better than the rig I'm driving at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and again, a lot of that goes into driving style, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. But if these 2-liter turbos respond anything like the 2.3s <laughs> in the Rangers do, um, a little bit of a tune and you're up over 300 horsepower like that. They're already at 250 and 275, 255 and right. 275 on right. horsepower and torque, respectively, which is nuts out of a four-cylinder. And it's nuts out of a truck that weighs 3,000 pounds. See, that's the fun part. But it also weighs so little because it's unibody. It's, it's not yeah. 
you and I rag on the ridge line. I know all the so time. This is a smaller ridge line with a this, Ford badge. But so see, that's the thing. I, I see one my, thing that's different. It's the Ford badge. <laughs> I between the Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. which is is supposed to be coming out soon, mm-hmm. and the Maverick. Which is um, supposed to be coming out Which soon. is also supposed to be coming out soon. <laughs> I had to throw that um, in there. I like both of them yes. far better than I do the, pi- uh, the, the pilot, the, <laughs> the ridge line. The pilot with the bed. Right. And I have, my argument up to this point has been, well, it's it's a unibody, it's, you know, four-wheel independent. Oh, guess what? The new F-150? Yep. The Lightning? Yep. Four-wheel independent. Yep. So got a video. I can't use that as argument yeah. anymore. I, I climbed you know? up under there just for you, our fans, to see the independent rear suspension of that Lightning. So I have been trying to figure out what it is about the the ridge line. I almost did it again. Yeah. The ridge line that I despise so much, and I haven't quite nailed it down just yet, but I think it really boils down to styling. Yes, and to that end. The current refresh looks much better than the Ridgeline ever has in its history because they have given it more truck-like styling and departed from the pilot with a bed styling of the previous pre-refresh. I don't... But it's still... It's got that kind of curved windshield to the roof line and then the immediate drop-off. Yeah, it's just... there's, There's just something about it that... That doesn't jive with me and, and my perspective of a truck. And that, that again, that has been my argument forever. It's not a proper truck. It's not a pickup. It's not, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's an SUV with a pickup bed. And really, frankly, it's not even an SUV anymore. It's a CUV. Right. So even that adds to the Confusion. juxtaposition, <laughs> right? Because I'm in love with the Maverick. I love the styling on the mm-hmm. Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And frankly, the Santa Cruz isn't much different in design than the Ridgeline. So, am I prejudiced? I, I'm, I think <laughs> what what it really is is in the current era. In the current era, the Ridgeline is the trailblazer. It, it it's on the bleeding edge of. All right, let's take a unibody crossover platform, put a bed on it, and call it a pickup. Because we we've seen examples in the past, the Subaru Baja. Right. Uh, I was in college. That thing was out, so that wasn't that long ago. No, it was. It was insert uh, old joke here. But early and mid two thousand. Right. Was when that was out. And people loved that. I would still love to have one. Except nobody bought it. So maybe we just love that. I don't know. So Subaru Baja is probably one of the most recent examples. You and I both love Utes, which. Yeah. Are, <laughs> Totally different reasons why we love those because usually there's a V8 rear wheel drive. Yeah. The G8 ST right. that never was. Yes. So we're weird in that aspect that there are some unibody truck like things. The El Camino, I, yes, yeah. sign me up. The Ranchero. But I, I don't know. I, I've been trying to grapple with this myself internally. Like, what is it about the Ridge Line? I'm even okay with the Econoline pickups of the '60s. Right. Like, right. even those are cool. Right. And it's it's a van with the back <laughs> half of it cut off. Right. So what is it about? I'm 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 soul searching over this Ridge Line issue 
because genuinely I'm in love with this Maverick. Yeah. And the biggest... He really is, folks. I, I, <laughs> well, to, to be completely honest, this feels like the most attainable vehicle on the market right now for me. For a brand new vehicle, because entry price point, yes. fuel economy, yes, checks all the boxes because there's a bed, yes. you can hoon around in it. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I've built it hybrid. I've built it. Oh I haven't gone Lariat. I have built XLs and XLTs. I've built FX4s. I've built. I even wait. They have an X, FX4. There is an FX4 package on this truck. That's what I'm telling. I'm gonna you, fall man. out when they put a trimmer package on it. I'm gonna be like, nope, I'm done. This is marketing gone bad. Well, it better <laughs> if they do a, a trimmer package. It better come with bash plates, uh, a kit. taller, wider stance, yep. better wheels and tires. Yep. And full, like, a legit locker in the rear. And maybe a little more power. I'm even okay with the power the okay. way it is. Okay. I really am. Like, I $33,000 yeah. out the door yeah. for the XLT. I even clicked the XLT luxury or, or technology package. Oh, my gosh. But I, I know, <laughs> right? Me, like, anti-tech guy what, of the what, two of us. What is happening so I, I'm I'm incredibly smitten by this truck. Be careful next time you walk outside. You don't want to get pooed on by a pig that's <laughs> flying over. Keep it G-rated. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. This, wow. You you really are fired up on this one. I really am. So, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this truck. Gearheads, help us figure out, because we aren't the only ones out there who rag on the Ridgeline, and nor will we be the last... We aren't the only ones that love or are interested. I'm not going to put myself in the same boat as you on the Maverick. I'm very interested. I was just talking to my brother-in-law just today, a couple hours ago, about the appeal of this truck. And it was going back to, they're the right size. Yes. He drives a Tacoma. He's been on this episode talking about his Tacoma, or on this podcast talking about his Tacoma. But he and I were joking just about how big his... I believe it's a 16 model Tacoma is versus the trucks of yesteryear. Yeah. Like they're, they're just, they're getting so big and Everything it's ridiculous. Everything is massive. Yeah. Uh, Everything is massive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Your ears are bleeding. Get Bill, you some gauze. Bill Taylor, who's been on the podcast a handful of times already, uh, posted a picture the other day of spy shots of the new Silverado. Right. And he's, he's full blown. Um, GM, you yes. know, deep off into it. Um, and he noted the size of the wheel tire ratio to the size of the truck. It's huge. Yes. Yep. It's yep. legit massive. And, you know, we've talked about the Grand Wagoneer and Wagoneer. <laughs> My goodness. So we have Tahoes and Yukons, and we're familiar with those. There's some curves to them. <laughs> the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer are so boxy that it just makes them even more imposing that they're so huge. Oh, yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I work on and drive school buses right. on a regular basis. Right. Um, is that the next step? <laughs> are we all going to be driving school buses soon? They're just not painted yellow? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll close this one off a little shorter and make it a Tahoe instead of a Suburban, you know. Yeah, it, it's the size of vehicles is getting a bit ridiculous and the prices are going right along with them. So to your point, yes, it is incredibly refreshing to see a sub 20,000. I know it's cheating cause it's $5, but a sub $20,000 
price tag on a brand new vehicle nowadays. They're going to undercut the crap, excuse my French, <laughs> uh, out of the Santa Cruz. They are a couple grand cheaper than the Santa Cruz. Hyundai finally unveiled their pricing. So they, they are a smidge cheaper, but they're very in line with proportions and power and engine options. So it really is. Do you want to go forward? Do you like the boxy styling? Do you want to go more active, uh, funky design with Hyundai with their incredible warranty? Like what, what pill are you taking? Red pill, blue pill? Sure. No pill (laughs) running and screaming and let me out of the matrix. I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Speaking of the Matrix, I, I th- maybe the Matrix is glitching. Maybe that's what this is. Is that what it is? Yes. I don't know. But Matt's, want- con- Matt's considering a hybrid. The Matrix is <laughs> messed up Something's somewhere. Something's wrong. So switching gears a little bit. Uh, again, we will talk more Chicago Auto Show next week. But wanted to talk about the press vehicle we just had to turn in this week. I know this. So this Tuesday was especially sad. Last Tuesday we turned in the TRD Pro, which was last week's incredibly sad. Yes, and but the icing on the cake or the uh, silver lining. There you go. That's the phrase. Mm -hmm. The silver lining was they were dropping up off a Lexus NX 300 that was also stickered at 52 grand. So traded out a 52 grand Toyota for a 52 grand Lexus. And boy, very different ways to spend fifty two thousand. Like polar opposite directions. Oh man! From essentially the same company. For those of you unaware, Lexus is the luxury brand of Toyota, so they're the gussied up Toyotas. Right. Uh, yeah, there's some Southern for you, gussied up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I turn it on every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I would say neither would be a wrong way to spend fifty two thousand dollars. Yes. So when we found out we were getting a 2021 Lexus NX, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was constantly checking back to make sure maybe there wasn't a typo because (laughs) (laughs) uh, for 2020 new, for 2022, they are new. Yeah. Easy for me to say. And refreshed interior. Toyota Lexus's own infotainment software, the touchpad, uh, trackpad to interface with the uh, infotainment is Your gone. Your favorite trackpad. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> Giant touchscreen and general better technology, better power plants. There's a plug-in hybrid version, which... If you're familiar with the RAV4 Prime, it is the second fast, fastest Toyota in the lineup behind the Supra. So it goes Supra, RAV4 Prime. So I'm still not convinced the Supra is a Toyota, but yeah, well, that's another yes, conversation. Yeah, yeah, you can go watch our video on YouTube about the Supra for our full thoughts on that. But Lexus NX300 2021 yeah. model. Yeah. And, and we approached this review... Is it worth getting the 21 now, or are there just too many compromises should you wait for the 22? Yeah. In addition to that, you and I both had slight, and I don't want to speak for you too much, so I'll speak for myself. I had preconceptions of this car because I knew the model we were getting was not the F-Sport package, 
which is the one that speaks to me with a more aggressive race inspired styling. It was the more everyday mundane. It was in white. So it wasn't even a, a quote unquote cool color, but it, it was pearl white. So I do appreciate that. But just to look at it, it looked like your run of the mill luxury compact SUV. And, and that's compact CUV. Right. And that, that was more my struggle for it. And then immediately upon delivery, um, the fires were stoked just a little bit because I was messing around with the vehicle, you know, familiarizing myself with it. And it became clear that this vehicle was not designed with a 34 year old (laughs) male from East Texas in mind. Right. Uh, I'm just going to go out and say it has a removable compact style mirror in the vehicle, which my three-year-old son loved. At one point, it was a cell phone. At another point, it was a TV. Like his imagination ran wild, and I love it. And at one point, I thought I had lost it, but then I remembered he had been playing with it, and sure enough, it was back by his car seat. Yeah. So it was easy to find. Uh, That is a problem, though. You have a removable piece of something that leaves essentially a gaping hole that isn't great for much of anything. And like it's, it's my an iPhone awkward tw- spot. Yeah, like- my iPhone 12 Pro Max fit awkwardly in the hole. And again, it's right behind where you rest your hand to use that trackpad. I just <clears throat> love so much Yeah, that, I don't know, it it was awkward. And uh, there there were some other things just screamed it wasn't built with me in mind and i'm okay with that sure uh we're i'm working on getting the nissan kicks slash hyundai venue denim review posted on our youtube channel and i talk a lot in that video because uh, those two really challenged me to go in with an open mind when testing a vehicle oh yeah and not to carry my preconceptions with me as i'm reviewing a vehicle for you, our listeners and our viewers. And so I was trying to take that approach with this NX. And so I, I, you know, regathered my thoughts and said, okay, so it wasn't designed for me. Fine, whatever. And I began finding the things I really did like about it. So I had it for what, a day and a half before I handed it off to you. So we both had some time in it before we filmed and we'll get into what you did <laughs> within an hour of having it in a little bit. Yeah. But when I got it back, I will say what really, really, really won me over and impressed me with the platform and just, I, I'll say it, the, the platform in, in general was I took Tucker, my son, to the Dallas Zoo because I wanted to get some highway time. Mm-hmm. Check that out. See how it did. Try out some of the tech. And also some crazy city driving. Because, listeners, if y'all have not been to Dallas, Texas, and I mean (laughs) downtown Dallas, Texas, on the freeways, (sighs) let me just tell you. Somebody ought be fired (laughs) for some of these uh, entrance ramps and exit ramps. And just today, coming back from Plano, like... 
I don't know who thought it was a good idea to have oncoming merging traffic right before an exit that everybody wants to take. Yeah. And so you've got crossing paths. You've got slow moving people coming onto the interstate and fast moving people wanting to get off. And they're supposed to cross paths in a very short distance. Like who came up with that? Yeah. And then add on top of that, um, um, 635 trying to get on 80. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not only do you have that scenario where you've got people exiting in a hurry and coming on in slow fashion, oh, yeah. but as they're coming on, they are in an exit only lane. So yeah. if they don't get over, they're going to be exiting with you onto 80. Yep. But they don't have to get over just one because that's an exit only as well. So <laughs> they are merging onto two exit only lanes and most of those people want to continue on 635 and not take that exit. So, yep. yeah. Mm. Also, 635 going to 175, another terrible design because here yeah. you are merging on. For, if you're taking 20, you get on 635 for like half a second. <laughs> and there's actually a sign. I kid you not. I saw it going to the zoo that says, do not take the exit for 175 west you could take it east but not west because i almost took it west just because i was like this is my exit because i know how crazy that exchange is yeah it is you have to get over in a hurry and across three lanes of traffic because of you're course. you're merging on from the left your exit's on the right and yeah you've got 635 coming in between you okay i'm done are you done i think so I had to get it out. Like I said, it was fresh from today. Okay, so uh, but in in and amongst all of the traffic hurdles you had to mess with, I lo- I fell in love with it. Yeah. it. So the powertrain on it, two, let me get the actual numbers here. So it's got a 2 liter turbo engine with 235 horsepower, which is perfect for the size and weight of this vehicle. Oh, yeah. You and I joked on our video that has not come out yet, but will soon. Check back. Go subscribe. That it, it could use, because, you know, we're us, it could use another 100 horsepower. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, let's make a, a you know, the F-Sport version of right. it with, yeah, an additional 100 horsepower or two more cylinders right. or something. Right, right, you know, right, right, And that would be fantastic. But it was, it was just enough that made merging and passing in crazy Dallas traffic a breeze like i didn't even have to think about it when i wanted the power it was there just put my pedal put the pedal down and it went yeah it was small enough and compact enough i could zoom responsibly between (laughs) uh merging traffic it had the safety tech so that i was aware of the vehicles around me it had appropriately sized rear view mirrors yeah so that you could actually see around you and see in your blind spots Uh, it it that that coupled with all the tech that it had too, the blind spot monitoring, the the lane, the automatic lane keep, um, the adaptive so, cruise, like that. You just mentioned my one complaint from that trip. Bring was it on. The and you're gonna probably be surprised on this. The lane keep. Yeah. In it, um, I felt like I was fighting it the yep. entire way. Like there were points where I just turned it off. I and that is not me. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. I, I felt like it wanted to hug the right lane, and I apparently wanted to hug the left lane. So there was a constant struggle, <laughs> and it was always trying to pull me back to the 
the left or the right side as we were like passing somebody. So it's like trying to drive me into someone is what it felt like. Yeah. And so, yeah, there were points, especially in the chaos of crazy I-35 Dallas traffic that I was like, nope, turning you off, doing it myself. Don't need you. But uh, yeah, uh, that that is about my only complaint. And to that end, the 2022 gets an updated Lexus Safety Suite 3.0, I believe is, let me, let me scroll down. Let me just make sure I'm not fibbing to any of y'all listening. Yes, I said y'all. So <laughs> yes, Lexus Safety System 3.0. So I do believe the new one will have a, a better sense of its presence and where it belongs in the lane and won't constantly be fighting to so hug that right, right I, line. I think a part of what, of what we struggled with with the lane keep is that it wasn't actually meant to be a lane keep it was a lane a- active lane centering right 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 and so so it, it basically splits the difference between what uh no, it didn't. Kia and Hyundai <laughs> oh, have I was going to say between left and right lines no no, <laughs> no but between what right. Kia and Hyundai have where it will legit uh, keep you in the lane I I love Kia Hyundai system and what we experienced with the forerunner, which was just it would yell at you if you crossed the line, like it wouldn't, I don't know it that wouldn't do anything yell. to input it. It was more like hey, hey, beep, beep, beep. Well, yeah, like Toyotas do. My gosh, the beeping. Okay, <laughs> the beeping. It's always been my complaint with any Toyota product. They beep so <laughs> they much. They do beep a lot. Yeah, and when you've got a big Tundra. We've got some friends with it. <laughs> they call it Big Blue. <laughs> yeah. Very big tundra. You lock it and it goes beep, beep. I'm like, sorry, but no. Yeah. Uh, no, you need can, a, can we fix that, please? You need Toyota? an air horn when yes. that thing <laughs> locks. <or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> it's locked. Yep. So, but huh, yeah. So, all the beeping. Uh, back to the Lexus. Power fold, second row seat. Yep. Unnecessary. Yes. For one. Agreed. And. If the headrest was up because, oh, I don't know, you removed a child seat that you had to have the rear headrest up to fish the tether through, yeah. It was yeah, it was a mess. It would bump into the back of the front seat, stop what it was doing, beep at you for two hours, and sort of kind of go back to where it's supposed to belong if you like sitting at a... 90-degree <laughs> angle. Yes. So, yeah. all the beeping. Like, <gasps> please it was, stop the it beeping. Was, yeah, there was... Yeah. But that's just me. There were a lot of things uh, and and I think that's really what it comes down to, right? I had I had some time with it and you mentioned earlier um the the night that we swapped out and I took it um I drove You, you I, immediately put it to the test, like I, immediately. I drove to Mexico <laughs> and uh did a 0 to 60 time um and I the fastest one I had was 7.1 seconds, which I'm going to call you on because the official numbers from Lexus Say seven two, so I'm seven calling. seven two for the front wheel drive, seven zero okay. oh for the okay. all wheel drive. Okay, so, so you split I'm the I'm right there. Okay. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Um, I did also overheat the uh, transfer case. <laughs> um, yeah, you did. Oops. So <laughs> I found a little damp patch of road in Mexico that I was curious about how the vehicle would respond. It was all wheel drive, so okay, let's see how it does. Turn the traction control off you know, stability, this or whatever it does, put it in drive, power braked it, built the boost up to about 2,500 RPMs. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with the throttle buried and let go of the brake. And I mean, from 2,500 to five grand, it lit up. It was just (laughs) climbing away, right? And then everything else lit up too. And then everything, (laughs) yeah, like a Christmas tree yelling at me on the dash and, you know, it starts killing power and ABS is going nuts and all kinds of things. And on in the center of the dash, it says something to the effect of um, differential overheated, mm-hmm. defaulting mm-hmm. to two-wheel drive mode. Mm-hmm. Well, within two seconds of the front tires spinning and the rear tires not, mm-hmm. it overheated the differential in that thing. So, and I will admit, I did not have the differential locked. Again. It does have a locking differential. This vehicle is not designed for you and I. It is not designed for you and I. But I it know. does have enough enough that we were able to find its praises. Um, I did have it over 100 miles an hour a couple of times. In Mexico. In Mexico. And, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, butter smooth. Yeah. Quiet, composed, Typical comfortable. Lexus. Uh, you know, it, it it didn't care that it was doing a hundred. Right, right. And, and to that point, like I said, it's lightweight. It's two hundred and thirty-five horsepower. The transmission that was in it, it, it was very easy to go fast in that vehicle. And I, I did not see triple digits. But it's funny that you bring up Mexico because you and I did a little testing in Mexico, yeah. in the piney woods of East Mexico, and so. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I I am very much looking forward to getting the video of this cut together. And keep in mind, if and when you watch this video, go subscribe, that as much fun as I am having as we are reviewing on the video on YouTube, go like, subscribe, comment. Uh This is before I really fell in love with it on the trip to Dallas because that was post uh, recording. It was just, okay, we've got a couple more days with it. Let's get a little more content for the podcast, sure. which is exactly what I did. And like I said, I, I, I was smitten by the end of it to the point where it was truly sad when it left, not just because nothing was coming to replace it, which worked out because I've not been here, but <laughs> uh, I, I really grew to appreciate it. Plus, it looked really good in my garage. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It. I, so I coined a phrase while we were shooting the video and you'll hear it in the video as well but you said it twice i'm gonna make make a point to get one of those at least one of them needs to go (laughs) yes um instead of it being a crossover utility vehicle or cuv i would call it a car utility vehicle right because it's taller than a car right and that's it yep And, and getting back into my chevy cruise after you and i drove it to mexico and back i I instantly knew how much taller it was because, you know, we've driven trucks and all kinds of rigs and you get into that and you're like, okay, it's a car. Well, it's a tall car. It does sit up and the driving dynamics, Lexus engineers have done a really good job because it was incredibly fun around the corners. Oh yeah. Which I did not expect for a crossover. Like it, it, it had no right to be that fun. Yeah. It, it it was it almost encouraged you to drive it fast, yes, because of how well it handled the corners, because of how much power it had. Um, I I will admit that I too was a bit smitten by mm-hmm. it. At, after spending three days with it, I thought, you know, I started out this three days thinking, okay, this, this is a Lexus. It's mm-hmm. not made for me. It's got a 
flipping vanity mirror in the center <laughs> console. This is not meant for Matt. And yet... You still found something to love about it's, it. It's Even when we were swi- switching back, somebody at church was joking about, well, it's just a fancy Toyota. Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> it's like, it's grown on me. And I appreciated our time with it. Definitely. So... We addressed this somewhat in the episode because it, it was the main point of buy now or wait. Right. Having taken that trip to Dallas after coming to our conclusion in the video, it, it's a very interesting answer because I've seen one in person now. Yep. They had one at the Chicago Auto Show in a beautiful pearl orange metallic like (laughs) yes please i wanted to drive it home from chicago especially knowing how much i've fell for uh the 2021 model it 2022 they're going all in on the tech so if you're old school if you if you want to just rein it back on the technology (laughs) if you want to rein it back on the technology if some of that stuff just isn't for you, if you find yourself turning it all off, 2021 may be the perfect fit for you. Because looking at the 2022 in person, uh, some exterior styling has changed. It's essentially the same package. Some in, well, the entire dash has changed, yeah. but the back seat's the same. So if you like the size, the proportion, go for the 21. If technology is not your thing because i'm going to list off some of the things that the new one has okay so trackpad is gone which i like so <laughs> this one to interface with the screen which was a beautiful high resolution screen that was way too far to reach uh, there was a laptop style trackpad with a lot of haptic feedback that made everything difficult <laughs> apple carplay Trying to use Waze or Apple Maps, like you had to swipe across and figure out where your cursor was. Just, just, no, like it. No, I had to put in a, where were we, we were driving somewhere, and I had to put in the directions like three or four times before it actually took because I didn't realize I was clicking the wrong thing. Yeah. Whereas if it were a touchscreen, I would know I'm pushing the big green button. So not a fan of the trackpad. I didn't have a problem with it, and that's weird to me. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like I, I. Once I had it figured out right. and knew where to go with stuff, which is going to be the case right. with anything right. tech, but once I had it figured out, I didn't have a problem with it yeah. at all. Uh, it's just it it slowed things down for me. I, I wanted to work faster than the interface allowed. That being said, twenty twenty two, they bring that screen up closer to you. They make it bigger, Much closer, yeah, and it's a touch screen. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's a Toyota designed system. It's the inauguration of this new interface 3.0 right so uh, you've got that you've got heads-up display you've got the full digital cockpit you've got they got rid of the door handles matt huh yeah they got rid of the door handles they don't exist to open the vehicle yes there is a handle like element on the outside but it is stationary fixed to the side and there's a pad on the back that electronically releases the door for you and inside there is no door handle where your thumb would rest grabbing the door pull is a button that electronically pops the door open. I knew I'd have you on that one. Yeah, there are no door handles. 
They call it the latch system, digital latch. Would you, yeah, would you like me to read Lexus speak for how they spin it? Beyond conventional door handles, this unique Lexus first digital latch with safe okay, exit hold assist on right there. Just can stop actually just look out for you. Beyond conventional means overly complicated. Unnecessarily complicated, yes. This system is designed to make exiting the vehicle safely even more effortless by alerting the driver and passengers to avoid the risk of accidental door contact with the vehicle and cyclists. Okay, so now the vehicle thinks it's smarter than you are on when you can open the door. Yeah, won't let you open the door under certain circumstances. Somebody's going to die, <laughs> and they're going to recall all these NX300s. I, I yeah. So, uh, 10-inch heads-up display. See how it pivoted right there? Pivot. Uh, 10-inch heads-up display, which uh, I like. Digital key. Yeah. My, my wife's out. She's no I thank you on yeah. digital key. Um, and I will say, I put my phone battery to the test at Chicago Auto Show slash navigating back to O'Hare Airport slash is my only boarding pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you, Terminal 5 of Chicago O'Hare Airport is um, second class. <laughs> I, I've This is the first time I've been to Terminal 5. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you've seen uh, most famously uh, Home Alone, they're running through Chicago O'Hare Airport before yeah. you know running yeah. in the yeah. airport was highly frowned upon. Right. Beautiful terminal, you know, the arch, uh, domed ceiling and all the flags and very pretty makes for beautiful movie cinema. Right. Terminal five is nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I found the one plug like I went hunting because also while I was in terminal five, I was trying to cut together the Bronco video that is also up on our YouTube channel. Um, And yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I put my phone's battery to the test to the point where, like I said, it was my only boarding pass. Luckily I found, I, I would have been fine, but I wouldn't have been able to use my phone for anything else until I got back to Dallas. Um, had I not found the plug, but digital key, I know they put, uh, let's see, do they imagine sharing a vehicle across access with friends as easily as sharing a video. The introduction of the digital key makes it simple to lock, unlock, start, stop the vehicle, and share access by the smartphone with up to seven additional guests registered on the Lexus app. So it doesn't say anything about backup if your phone's dead or anything like that, but that's what goes through a lot of people's minds is, okay, what if my phone's dead? Well, yeah, and so (laughs) anything digital and shareable and whatnot, I'm thinking, all right, some really smart thief is going to figure out how to tap into and get the key for and steal your vehicle, and then they're going to try and get out of it, and the door won't open because it senses something there. Well, if they're smart enough, they can override that too. Well, but, I mean, like, and then something's going to happen, and they lose a limb or something crazy like that, and they end up suing Lexus even though they stole the vehicle. Right. Like, okay, I'm imagining the scenarios already. We're going into a weird place. (laughs) (laughs) So summary of 2021 versus 2022. If you like analog gauges, if you like simple-ish tech, because I 
I put the ish qualifier on there because of the trackpad. If you like somewhat modern technology, but you still like analog, speedo, tack, all that good stuff, you're going to love the 21. Oh, yeah. 22 may be a little bit too much for you. Plus, it's the first year of the new body style, the new right. features, stuff right. like that, right. which is always, you know, a caution to most and right. excitement for others. So, it, you know, there's there's a trade-off to it. But I will say there is a model of the 22 that was built with you and I in mind. Is that right? Yes. It's plug-in hybrid. Again, going back to uh, the RAV4 Prime being the second fastest Toyota in the lineup. Right. Or the first fastest, however you want to define the Supra. So, at the Chicago Auto Show, they had an example of the 450H all-wheel drive plug-in hybrid variant. And so, I'll just read, I'll let their marketing speak to you. Tap into the visionary power and efficiency with the debut of the first ever plug-in hybrid electric vehicle for Lexus, which boasts an estimated 0 to 60 time of 6 seconds, which you and I were impressed with the 7 of the 2021 that we drove. Oh, yeah. So shave a second off of that. And I can only imagine that, yes, please sign me up. It's, that's that's moving. Yes. Uh, it's got an all-electric range of 36 miles. So, again, going to 4xe conversations that we've had on this channel. Uh, back when I had a commute, I, I could drive it around completely on EV mode, never had to buy gas, and it still be the vehicle that we take on road trips. Like, again, I, I we skipped over the best... Tra the the best part of the transition to electric vehicles we skipped right <laughs> with plug-in hybrids well and that's got to be the thing that sells it for me on this maverick i live two miles from work right if there's a full electric mode on that hybrid right i don't have to use gasoline going right. back and forth to work hey he's coming around folks. so like chris are you listening are you i know you're listening so <laughs> thank you <laughs> don't beat me up too bad chris <laughs> so yeah uh just uh, and it gets 40 miles. Okay, I'm stopped. I'm stopped. We're, yes. I'm sorry. We're on Lexus. So to to wrap up our 2021 Lexus NX300 all-wheel drive, we were smitten. We liked it. You will love it if you like compact crossovers with a little bit of power and a lot of bit of luxury, which they you could get more luxurious vehicles out there. I'm not going to oh, lie. Sure. But heated and cooled seats. Yes, please. We're, right. we're in East Texas. The cooled seats were great. I loved that the cooled seats remembered that they were on every time I turned it on. Yes. Because it's July in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you for that feature. And, Tim, in case you were wondering, you can get two sets of golf clubs behind yes. the second row. Yes. So you know, with, with the second row up. Right. So four and a half people, four and a quarter people. And... Yeah. Two sets of golf clubs. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, we, yeah. It's it was, doable. It was fun. Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And so now we're at the point where I, I get to plug all the things and tell you to like, subscribe, comment, and do all the social media things. All because the things. it absolutely helps us out. We were able to get these press vehicles because of viewers, listeners just like you that interact and let us know that you like our content. So, Go over to youtube.com slash talk, smash that subscribe button, ring the bell so you get notified every time we post a vehicle review or anything that we're doing. Matt's been doing some tool reviews lately that are really awesome and diving into an entirely different 
realm of automotive world that is outside of me. And I I appreciate it. I like it. So it, we've got tool reviews up on gtgaragetalk.com. Uh, Instagram is where you go to find out what we've been driving. Facebook's where you go to find out everything. And yeah, so uh, be sure to come back week in, week out. Next week, we will be talking uh, Chicago Auto Show. So be sure to come back and listen for, to that episode because there was a lot of good stuff at that show. Lots of good stuff. And until next time, bye.